Welcome to my podcast, Wicked Wisdom, where I will break down complicated content about your nervous system, which is the control center of everything in your body. My intention is to get the most easily digestible version of science of how humans work and small actions that complement the information. If these subjects interest you, I encourage you to get out there and read more about it, as science is always developing. Understanding how your body works can help in the development of new habits. Healthy habits lead to a better self through reprogramming your nervous system. After all, if your brain thinks it's reaching its goals, it will tell your body it is, moving you towards your goals. Your perception is your truth, so join me on this journey to change that perception one step at a time. Why are they so lazy? We all use this word lazy. It might be used when we aren't productive or might be used towards others to describe a behavior or a decided character trait. Maybe your person is lazy, but maybe it's more than that. You might notice that they're super motivated, efficient, and committed with doing what they want, but never what needs to be done. Dopamine might be the culprit. Dopamine is a motivator, neurotransmitter, or molecule in our body. It helps you move towards the activity that will end with satisfaction and pleasure. Just as a reminder, this is a simplistic view. There are many more molecules in play in our brain, but for simplicity today, I'm discussing the basics of dopamine, as it can be great at the right levels and disastrous when not. With low dopamine, it's hard to get motivated. Someone might feel low on energy or overall less satisfaction. An example is my son, who is a classic example of ADHD. That poor kid of mine, he's really lacking in executive functioning. And what does that mean? He's very limited in his skill set for time management. I mean, like, doesn't even have a comprehension on 10 minutes versus an hour has gone by planning, organizing, self-monitoring, and working memory skills, which is basically the things you hold in short-term memory, like a person's name or a phone number or house number. Singularly or all together, it really impacts on a person's ability to motivate with a task and even following simple directions. I'm gifted in the field of executive functioning, so it's almost impossible for me to empathize with him. Well, at least it was before my car accident. That's a conversation for another day. So he appears lazy. He's very committed to anything to do with his friends, playing video games, YouTube videos, but not so much getting out of bed, exercising, getting schoolwork completed. There's strong research that dopamine is a major culprit in this condition. So let's talk about dopamine. Dopamine is basically in control of pleasure and pain, not necessarily physical pain, but either it showers you with motivation, leaving you with the outcome of pleasure, satisfaction, happiness, laughter, and pride. The lack of dopamine leaves us with the opposite, which is basically pain, sadness, failure, defeat, boredom, lack of movement. We want pleasure. So for many of us, we do things that we may not want to do as we're working with a full bucket of dopamine and maybe a little help with some caffeine. What I'm getting at is it isn't hard 
to bump it up to get that satisfaction motivation if you have a normal baseline. But for those with lower dopamine, it's 10 times harder to get that normal release and subsequent positive feedback. Sometimes it can be hard with the deficit to motivate to get out of bed or start something boring. Sometimes the thing you need to get to may not even be boring. It could be exciting, but still hard to get motivated to start to get there. When we release dopamine, it's complemented with additional molecules. The other two I'll address are epinephrine or adrenaline and acetylcholine. Consider a vehicle. You have an engine that moves the vehicle, the fuel that keeps the engine running, and the map for the direction. Welcome to the motivation process in our brain. Dopamine is that engine that allows the vehicle to go. The epinephrine or adrenaline is the fuel. It creates the alertness in the brain to keep it going. And the map brings us specifically to where we want to go, which is the acetylcholine. It narrows our focus so we see just what we're trying to accomplish. Imagine, let's let electric cars go for this comparison. If you had a car that had no engine or fuel and you had no map and you had to drive from New York to North Carolina, welcome to the brain with low dopamine. You have a car, consider that the body and brain but you have no engine to even start to move. Or maybe you have a car, but it's 15 years old with a ton of miles on it, and it might be safe to drive to Pennsylvania, but not necessarily across the country. Either example, you're going to need some support to get that car and trip in motion. When we work with our kids, partners, friends, and coworkers, keep this in mind. Dopamine is about wanting, not about having. If you don't want, how can you have? Dopamine can be impacted by genetics, behaviors, sleep, nutrition, and how much dopamine you had or used in your previous days and experiences. So how can you increase your dopamine? Here are a few helpful tips. The first one is go outside, sunglass free, when the sun is up. You can sit in the shade, You don't have to look. Actually, you shouldn't be looking at the sun. Dopamine is released in the morning along with cortisol and other molecules that wake you up. Your body runs naturally with the sunrise and the sunset. Your circadian rhythm flows with the sunrise and sunset. So get outside. You just need a few minutes on a sunny day and a few more if it's cloudy. If you don't believe me about the windows, download any app that measures lux which is the measurement used for the intensity of light. I was shocked when I did this for the first time. I did it in front of my sunlit slider and there was almost no lux measured. And as soon as I opened the slider and my phone was able to receive the natural sunlight from outside unfiltered, it was crazy to me how much this transparent window filtered the actual natural light out. Another thing you can do is take a one to three minute cold shower and engage a positive use of your fight or flight response. This releases dopamine, again, among other molecules. When I do it, I tell myself it's refreshing and it's not shocking. It helps me tolerate a lot better. It actually, I look forward to it when I'm 
saying that to myself and I'm getting doused in cold water. No, I can't say in New England, I'm super excited and have the same feeling in the winter, but at least in the summer, it's pretty refreshing. Eating foods with tyrosine, this is an amino acid that's a building block of dopamine. You can find it in nuts, beans, meats, and grains. I'm not a nutrition guru. I'm not going to go into anything further than that. If that's something that you're interested in, I suggest you do some research on your own. Consult with a physician or a dietitian if you need to. And another is caffeine. Caffeine can release dopamine as well, but it's a little trickier as it's just sort of mildly increasing the dopamine floating around already there and the availability of receptors. So basically the spots where the dopamine parks become active. So there's more parking spots. So in caffeine basically is increasing your body's sensitivity to dopamine by increasing the receptors the parking spots, more than releasing more dopamine. So personally, I can't have caffeine after two or three or I'm up all night. What about that thing that made you excited or happy that doesn't anymore? What's going on there? Dopamine's impact diminishes over time, whether it's an addiction you're feeding or generalized motivation. For example, Have you ever found that it's exciting to discover a new walking path or you're excited about a new movie release? Then over time, that walking path or watching that movie feels predictable and less exciting. This is when the dopamine baseline for that activity has dropped. So what can you do to keep that motivation going? Here are a few things. Random intermittent rewards. It sounds so industrial. Casinos do this. The slot machines will give you enough wins to keep you going. Just as you're getting bored, it throws you some change. So how do you apply that in real life? You continue to celebrate your wins, but not every win. When you meet your milestone, celebrate it sometimes and other times, just get ready to dive into the next one. Control your brain. Your brain doesn't know that that donut is delicious. You tell your brain it is. When I used to travel to Florida, it would mean special donut trip. I would be counting down to the trip. And the one thing I always planned on was when we stop this killer donut shop. The crazy thing is not every donut was even amazing. But when the donut wasn't, we never cared. We'll just identify that it wasn't their best and still eat it. And never fail after I always wonder why I still eat that donut. Now I fully understand why. Regardless of what the donut I eat tasted like, my brain releases dopamine and I can't stop eating it, even if it doesn't taste very good. I've hyped my brain up so much about the donut's greatness that I don't even care how tasty it is or isn't. It's just been set up to release that dopamine, a bite after bite after bite. So I just keep going for more. Now, if I tell my brain, oh, that donut will make me feel like a slug after I eat it and my stomach will be upset for the rest of the day and I actually believe it, (laughs) guess what? I won't release all that dopamine fueling that focus on the donut and then I can easily skip the visit or at least manage to stop overindulging on the donut that isn't so tasty. Another thing you can do is not empty reserves with all your tools at once. What does that even mean? If you're going to the gym, say all these things pump you up at the gym, 
caffeine, friends, music, all three will mean next time it'll be harder for you to work out without one. So mix it up. Use all three on a special occasion. Maybe you have a competition or a game. Knowing the next day or after the competition, you might have a crash because you've just drained your whole dopamine bucket. A perfect example of how this crash feels would be if you were calling ever having a big game or recital event or a tournament. And then when everybody leaves or after you get home, you have this strange feeling of loss and sadness or loneliness. That's your dopamine crash. Thank you so much for listening. If this subject interests you, I encourage you to get out there and learn more about it. Knowing more only helps us grow and succeed, and knowledge will drive success. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Get Wicked Wisdom, and check out my website at getwickedwisdom.com. As a reminder, the primary purpose of Wicked Wisdom is to inform and educate. This podcast is not providing any medical advice, treatment, or services, the practice of medicine, or professional health provider-to-patient relationship. Listeners acknowledge that they are not being provided professional advice from this podcast and should always consult their doctors when it comes to personal health. Have a great day.